I have used a lot of commerce platforms in the past. By far, the most robust is Shopify. No matter how complex your business needs and no matter how large your business grows, Shopify can handle it. And they do handle it for brands like Rothy's, Ruggable, Allbirds, Knox, Magnolia, Brooklinen, Glossier, and Cotton, to name a few. You may already use another e-commerce platform and you may be super unhappy with it, but you've already put a lot of work into it and migrating to Shopify could seem impossible. But I'm here to tell you that it is quite easy. When I migrated to Shopify back in 2022, their apps and tools meant I just had to make a few clicks and everything was ported over as if by magic. Shopify also lets you design your storefront however you like, which from personal experience I know isn't the case for many other commerce platforms out there. All these features and all this control can result in more sales more often. So stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify today, and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their businesses. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial at shopify.com forward slash practical, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com forward slash practical, shopify.com forward slash practical. Welcome back, Prakoptan. I'm glad you're here. It's the 4th of September, and as you are listening to this, I am in the Philippines. Why am I in the Philippines? Well, that is the very thing I've been teasing you about for the last month or so. I'm getting married. I am not, however, getting married to the longtime girlfriend you've heard me mention dating in the past, sometimes even referring to her as my wifey. That is because about three months ago, I ended that relationship. Following the decision to end that relationship, and very serendipitously, which is how things sometimes happen, I met someone new. To get married to a person you've only known for a few months probably seems fast for many of you, if not for all of you. But it seems less fast when you're 40, know what you want, and know how painful it can be not having it for many, many years as you age and become less and less likely to find it because the market of dating and relationships gets smaller and smaller and smaller as you get older and older and older. Of course, this is all very personal, and I don't want to, nor will I, delve into the specifics of that ended relationship, but I will say the reasons I ended that relationship were very reasonable, and importantly, in the end, mutually agreed upon. I'm sharing all this because, really, if it weren't for this podcast, and all of you making it such a success, I would have never met Kai. Now, hold on a minute. Kai's not my wife. <laughs> If I'd never met Kai, I would have never met Kai's very good friend, Ross, who, to be clear, is a woman, even though her name is Ross. Though we have laughed about how everyone who sees our names together as a couple when we book hotel accommodations will assume that we're a gay couple. We think that's pretty funny. But Ross and I are very happy, and we'd like to thank all of you for helping us to find each other. We're both grateful to you. And now... Enough of that emotional, personal Tanner's life stuff. Let's get to today's meditation. It is Meditation 13 from Book 5. I was composed of a formal and a material substance, and of these neither will pass away into nothingness. 
just as neither came to exist out of nothingness. Thus, every part of me will be assigned its place by change into some part of the universe, and that again into another part of the universe, and so on, to infinity. By a similar change, both my parents and I came to exist, and so on to another infinity of regression. For there is no reason to prevent one speaking so, even if the universe is governed according to finite periods of coming to be and passing away. Marcus has led with Aristotle, so I think it's best we start with explaining what formal and material mean in this context. Aristotle believed there were four causes behind all change in the universe. The material cause, the formal cause, the efficient cause, and the final cause. These are the four things which cause something to be. They are the essence, you could say, of an object. To explain this, let's imagine a wooden rocking chair. Aristotle would say that the material cause of the rocking chair was wood, nails, glue, and whatever other materials the rocking chair is made of. The formal cause is something like the design of the rocking chair. It was designed as a rocking chair, so it's a rocking chair. This might seem like an unnecessary thing to state, but when you try to explain the difference between a four-legged stool with a back on it and a four-legged chair with a back on it, and you can't exactly explain why one is a stool and the other is a chair, knowing the formal cause helps. Formal is how the material cause is arranged. You can think of it that way as well. The efficient cause is the creator of said object, here a rocking chair. If I made the wooden rocking chair, then I am its efficient cause, for example. This leaves the final cause, which is the reason or the purpose for the object being brought into existence in the first place. Now, the thing about these four causes is that, according to Aristotle anyway, the only way one can truly understand anything is to fully understand that anything's four causes. When we understand completely the four causes of, say, a rocking chair, we understand the essence of a rocking chair, and so we understand what a rocking chair really is. So you may understand that Steve made a rocking chair out of wood, and he made it for you to sit in because you're his friend and he likes making his friends rocking chairs. But as you do not completely understand the form of the rocking chair, that is to say you don't understand the blueprint of the rocking chair the way the creator of the rocking chair would have to in order to build it, you do not understand the essence of a rocking chair. Now everything I just said is a bit on the philosophy light side. There are better explanations of what I just explained, but this is not an Aristotelian podcast, so you'll have to forgive me. And you can Google Aristotle on causality if you'd like to get deeper explanations. So for now, I'm going to leave that there. We're done with that. And we'll return to the meditation now, armed with this half-assed information about Aristotle and causality. Quote, I was composed of a formal and a material substance, end quote. Now we know that Marcus is recognizing not only that he's made of something, star stuff, universe stuff, something like that, but that he was arranged in a specific manner, and he is a human as a result. 
So the blueprint, as it were, of humanity will never vanish, and the ingredients of humans, too, will never vanish. He's talking about the eternal nature of that which is physical. He may die, but he'll still be around, not as a ghost or a spirit, but as material and potential. Again, back to the meditation, quote, Thus every part of me will be assigned its place by change into some part of the universe, and that again into another part of the universe, and so on to infinity. End quote. I think we can simply take this to mean the universal constant is change, and Marcus is recognizing that. Quote, By a similar change, both my parents and I came to exist and so on to another infinity of regression. For there is no reason to prevent one speaking so, even if the universe is governed according to finite periods of coming to be and passing away. End quote. Here he is mentioning the infinite regression problem, that eventually we arrive at the beginning and say, but where did the beginning come from? In Marcus's mind, however, this is solved by the ancient Stoics, and maybe by other ancients too, by the idea of the great conflagration and the cyclical nature of the universe. He's asking what's wrong with talking about things lasting forever, even in a universe which has a beginning and an end, but that will come back into existence after its end in the exact same way in spite of that end. Nothing's wrong with speaking infinitely about a finite universe, so long as that finite universe is cyclical. So what's the point of this meditation? Is there one? In my opinion, there isn't much of one. It's more or less Marcus making a very wooey observation about the nature of eternity. He's made of star stuff, he's the product of design, and his starry designedness will go on for eternity in this universe and the next version of this universe. Not all Marcus's meditations are super deep winners, but we're committed to covering them all, and at least we got the opportunity to talk about Aristotle's four causes, and that's always fun, I guess, I hope, hopefully you thought so. But that is all I have today, so thanks for listening. If you haven't joined the Discord community yet, please do so at stoicismpod.com forward slash discord and share your thoughts on this episode in the episode follow-up channel. Thanks again, and until next time, take care.